Mood.tv Well, welcome back, everybody. It's been some time. I've uh, I've been away for a little bit with the sweet, sweet pneumonia. I do not recommend. I do not recommend pneumonia. Unless... I mean, I may, I'm sure there's someone out there that loves it. I'm sure I'm sure they're out there. And congratulations to you. But uh, I didn't have the best time. And it's like ongoing, unfun times. But I, I'm back. Everything's everything's cool. I'm back to Lamayak. And that's the important thing. And we've got uh, we got Milo in the house today. Welcome, Milo. Yeah, I'm, uh, happy, uh, I'm here. You see, yeah, you're here. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. He almost said he was happy. I'm very surprised. No, no, I, yeah, I, I caught myself. You caught, you did catch it. You don't want to go too far. You don't want to be excessive. Yeah. Uh, we got the Gregor Man. That's me. Um, the Gregor Man here, making a making a run for it, trying to stay on the show. <laughs> well, we all are at this point, and we got EJ five thousand. I'm also here. I have to say, you know, Milo's my son for the the newer listeners, those who might not remember, and within our release of episodes milo turned 15 Ooh, no shit so happy birthday to milo everybody claps yeah dog i'm gonna die soon as soon as you're born you start dying so you might as well have a good time but you're not wrong when's the quinceanera <laughs> we missed the you didn't invite us to milo's quinceanera yeah, how come we didn't get invited it was off the hook <laughs> you should have seen the donkey show they brought what is what is a donkey show? What is that? Uh, we have a, a minor still technically on the show, so we really can't talk about that. Oh, is it sexual? <laughs> I literally don't know what a donkey show is. I love donkey shows. I participate in them every Wednesday. It's not not sexual. <laughs> the donkey certainly enjoys it. Okay, all right. It's sexual all around. It's a two-way street. Sure. Right now, Anthony's trying to pivot in his head to a different question because he realized that you just said it. Milo is now 15. And Anthony's like, hmm, crime. <laughs> I was going to ask, what's a donkey show for this episode of Lemayag? Well, speaking of birthday parties, the question actually pertains to magic. <laughs> is something like this. Does magic actually require that you don't believe in it? That's my question. Mull it over. Hmm. By you, you mean the royal you, like the royal we, right? No, like a like a female sheep. E W E. <laughs> so does it require that the donkey show? But the royal, the royal is right though. The royal female sheep. Yeah. So I see what you're like. If is there is there magic without disbelief in said magic, or is it just what it is? Well, you can take it. Take any of those approaches. I'm curious to see what y'all are thinking. I'd like to think that the concept of magic, not now the, like, not magician's magic. Oh, are we talking about magic as a magician's magic, actually? That's a follow-up question. Yeah, what type of magic are we talking here? As of now, I'm just talking about capital M magic. So take it, take it as you'd like. I mean, you said magician at a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I got to it. That's how I got to it. But I'm wondering about just magic generally... Does it actually require that you don't believe in it really or that you're doubtful of it to be magical? You know, for most of history, we believed in magic. It was more religious. It was more spiritual. But, you know, folk magic has been around. It's got magic in a name. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they believed in it. Right. Because, like, otherwise they wouldn't have been killing and sacrificing and all that, you know, to generalize. But what was that? What was folk magic? Uh, 
magico folk of the common folk. I guess the difference here, though, that I'm trying to figure out is to me, and maybe this is just to me, that's why I genuinely am curious about this question. But to me, belief in magic like or belief in something implies doubt because belief is different than knowing. There's there are two different things, believing in something and knowing something. I think you can believe and know something. But I think if we're going, I'm going to go with the magic magician, current day magic trick version of magic. Okay, and, sure. And there I agree with you. I think that like we see something that we know is not true and therefore it is magic because we know it's not true. We've seen something that we can't believe because we know it's not quite right. So therefore that disbelief creates the magic. Otherwise, in that sense where if we had someone like doing the trick where they cut a knife into their hand and then the hand gets cut off and <laughs> like it literally, literally? cut off, <laughs> yeah. yeah, then it's not magic because we're just seeing what we're getting. So there's no magic to it. I mean, they would have a magical constitution to do that to themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a magical experience for everyone watching. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They'd be, it'd be transformative, at least. Uh, and yeah, they would be a lot lot stronger than fiber optic cables, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, with the magic trick, yeah, I think that the disbelief of what's happening, that, that sense of awe is necessary, for sure. Yeah, it actually creates the magic. Yeah, otherwise, it would again, it would just be like, I'm writing on a piece of paper. Tell me a number. 13? There's a number. You know, it needs to be extra than that. In the in the, the historical sense of magic, I think it gets a little more complicated. It's like you're saying belief versus knowledge. I think, as Milo was referencing, like folk magic, I don't think that requires um, disbelief or non-knowledge. I think people just kind of accepted it. And I think a lot of even science today is kind of magical being that we like kind of, well, it's not, uh, it's not magical. We believe a lot of stuff in science, but I, you, uh, the four of us, I don't have a degree in science. There's a lot of stuff. I just like, Oh, I read that on Reddit and I kind of understand it. So it must be true. I mean, a lot of word of mouth and a lot of tradition, right? And there's a lot of taking it for granted. A lot of assumption. Yeah. So that's yeah. another form of magic, but I don't think that the, the disbelief in that part makes that any more real if we're calling that magic. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a couple forks in the road here. Like the one that we're approaching right now is interesting because it's, it's to say, like, say a magician did something and it was wild and it appeared to actually be magic. It didn't appear to be a sleight of hand, but appeared to be some kind of extra worldly thing. Or, like, if it does have any kind of explanation of, at all, like, it is scientific. Because if we were to do some of the things that we can do now, like any Joe Schmo can do now, in this age, in, a, in an age way prior, they would have considered that magic. But, of course, it's just science. So that's, like, one prong to this that we're kind of getting at. But there's the other prong, too. I think what it's about, and I think what the initial thing is that I'm trying to get at, what is the difference between belief and knowledge? That Let's go with that. I think belief is feeling like something is true without facts presented, while knowledge is believing something is true with facts presented. Yeah. Okay. So belief is something that you know could not be true. It could e- It could just as easily not be true. It could just as easily not be true and is often either not provable or harder to prove. Yes. Yeah, totally. And so I think magic slides easily into that category because you have to, like, it it requires you to have doubt about it for it to be magical. I think that's the point I'm trying to make generally. And so any kind of magic, to go back to the folk magic, I think it's the same thing. I think their belief in it is actually 
cast another way is doubt in it at the same time. And that's what makes it magical. Hmm. Like, because if they knew for certain or like if there was something that like, you know, if 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 one of their gods or something in the folk magic actually came down, it would kind of actually in a way ruin everything because then it would no longer be belief. It would just be the course of things. It would be matter of fact. It actually requires the doubt to make it magical, I think. I keep trying to find a way to argue against it, and I don't know that I can. I think that I agree for the most part, but I don't think the line is belief and knowledge. I think the line is um, whether you can explain it, which is similar, of course. But, you know, I'm, I'm almost entirely certain that they believed in their magic, right? But they could never explain it, um, which I think is far more important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it's interesting because I, 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 I mean, I think what you're getting at, it seems, is that they would uh, they would probably suggest that they know that it's not believing it's knowing. Yeah. But weirdly, I think there's a there's like a paradox there where if they knew, then it actually wouldn't be magical at all. The magic element would be gone. There would be no magic. I, I disagree with that sentiment in that one fork. Let's take a short break and then we'll come back and talk about it. Right now, let's take a fork of a, a fork of a break. <laughs> we're gonna take a we're gonna take a fork break right now. We're gonna fork off and have a little break, and we're gonna be right back, and then we're gonna talk about it some more. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, oh, should I talk about? I'll talk about assassins at the end. We'll get to the end because I want I want to get back to your thing. So, e- assassins at the I, end. I'm sorry, I had to do it. You ruined it. It's good. Everybody's laughing doubly hard this time. All right, <laughs> all right, EJ five thousand. So, what was your? So just nugget. before the yeah. break, Anthony was saying that uh, for something to be magical, it needs to be not known, and if it was known. If there was any knowledge about it, it would take away the magic. And so uh, I, I said there's many different forks because I think that there's a lot of different types of magical thinking about the way we think about magic. What is magic? And so uh, I'm going to go back to Milo's folk magic thing because I think that's a really powerful, interesting one where we have uh, like apothecaries and we have medicine, right? That is magic. And some of it worked scientifically and some of it didn't. And it worked because they believed it worked. And so I think that's a really complicated thing there because you're saying that if they knew what was happening, they all believed that they knew what was happening. And in certain cases, the knowledge that we now know about those things is that they were real, certain ones. You're not talking about like placebos. You're talking about actual medications that actually... I'm actually talking about both at the same time. Okay, you know, okay. I think that because like historically we've had ones that like like ginger root and things like that that are cure-alls for certain things and they are they were used as magic but then there's other ones that didn't work and they were at the same time so for us to generalize i think is okay but also not completely accurate because both of them are magical one of them is is through knowledge true but at the time both of them can be conceived as 
that type of magic. So I think that's kind of interesting. In that case, though, I would argue that that none of them were magical, though. They were just the course of things. They were they worked. They were not magical. Well, magic is all about the presentation of it, right? So in that sense, they are entirely magical, and they just happen to work. But they weren't. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, well, when I, it's disproven, does that take away from the magic that was? Yeah, is it only magic when we now know that one of them... So does the one that didn't work, is that considered magic because it was a placebo? And is is the placebo effect magic at all? Is it or placebo? Placebo. <laughs> that's the that's the more interesting thing, I think, because I think when you when we're talking about things that are medicinal that actually did work, there's you know there's a strong argument that yes, even if it was pre- presented in a magical way, it it was just it was just scientifically, factually, knowledge bound, uh, and not magical. It, it's not transcendent in any way. It's part of the earthly scientific factual knowledge uh whereas magic magic i think requires some kind of a transcendent thing or the unexplainable even you know of course at the time they didn't know and so it seemed even more but it was just it was it is explainable in retrospect and so uh, but the the more interesting thing i think to me is the placebo thing but even then i would say perhaps i don't know what we know about it but i think it is more interesting because i think having like the things you think definitely affect you psychosomatically. No doubt about it. Like in, you know, like anxiety is magical too. <laughs> but not because it's scientific. Yes, exactly. So I would say ultimately, actually it is scientific because I think neuro, neuro, neurologically, <laughs> I think, oh. I think we, un- I think we understand it a little bit more to address that question. I do think though that anything that's like medicinal, even if it seemed magical at the time is not really magic. I think it is kind of delimited by knowledge. But what about Chris Angel? Yeah, so let's talk about Chris Angel. This brings us to Chris Angel. Everybody believes in Chris Angel and his magic. Yeah, I definitely believe in him. No doubt. I mean, the guy walked through a pane of glass, (laughs) and I still can't figure that one out. (laughs) I saw him pull yarn out of his belly. (laughs) Yeah, and I've seen him float many, many places. Yeah, and so you believe it. What's the other guy? David Blaine. Is that the other one? David Blaine, the guy that hung over Lincoln Square. He's more that like guy like a, cuts himself up. He's like a cutter. He's a cutter. <laughs> Bit of a cutter. He, he did that last. The last thing he did, I watched, and it was really dumb. He just like went up in the air in some balloons. That's not magic. <laughs> That's like the lawnmower, like 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 the lawn chair guy, the guy that t- tied a thousand balloons to the lawn chair and floated up all up in there. Yeah, got in the airspace. Yeah, all he did was he just got some balloons and he just went up in the air and he was like, "This is amazing." He did the movie up, and you're like, "This isn't magic, dude." Bite the quarter and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's magical. That's magic for the dentist, too, for sure. To put this over to a different form of magic, we're, we're talking about capital M with a J, right? Or G? Milo, help me out on this one. Wait, which one are we talking about? Tell me the difference. The ones that we've been talking about, magic tricks, is with a G, right? That's a G. That's a G. And that's so we've been talking about the capital M with a G, but there's another form of magic, and that's with the J. Uh, there's also a type with a CK. And I think these... And with a K. And a CK. That's what I was going to ask about the CK, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so these magicians, I think, are probably practicing a little bit of both, and the, the version with the CK is really the whole... What you were talking about just a moment ago, Anthony, where if you believe it, it's true. And so a lot of magicians, uh, of these types of magicians faked it till they made it and were able to influence others into believing what they were. And it was a belief. It wasn't a knowledge because if they would know who these people actually were, they probably wouldn't have believed in the stuff that these people were presenting. Wait, like they were pieces of shit? <laughs> wait, wait. Like cult leaders are magicians? 
Oh, like cult leaders. I yeah. see. Okay, okay. Oftentimes, they were pieces of shit. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. Now, those happen to be the most famous ones, these, these famous cult-leading pieces of shit. But we can all use that type of magic. But yeah, like L. Ron Hubbard is probably one of the most famous ones that, that we see. What about the Mormon guy? The Mormon yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. Um, John Smith. Yeah. John Smith, yeah. Brigham Young, all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing magicians, almost on the level of Chris Angel. Yeah. Now, there was no tricks, but they were making people believe things that were scientifically not true. Yeah. There were tricks. When you look into a bag of rocks, that's a trick. I mean, by definition, they were tricking people. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's, it's the same kind of thing. It's another level, but it's the same kind of thing because it just requires belief. But the weird thing about belief, though, is it's distinctly not knowing. And the second you actually know something... It's all over. Like, the whole thing's ruined if you know it. What it requires is doubt to keep it alive. I, I, I'm mostly with you. Like, what about fire? <laughs> do, I be, do I believe in it? Like, fire, I believe in you. As a little kid, right, you're like, fire's hot. People tell you that. You believe it. I believe, I believe it. I believe. Absolutely. But you don't know it until you get near it. And once you know it, you still believe it. Oh, I see. So, like, somebody... Okay, okay. So, what you're saying is somebody telling you about something that actually is verifiable. Yeah. I think the problem there, though, is that it's verifiable with that argument. But everything's verifiable to an extent, right? Except for things that you believe without having a verifiability. So you're saying magic is only the things that are either untrue that we believe in or the things that once they're verified, they're no longer beliefs. They're now knowledge. Yeah, and actually, and but it's worse because once it's actually verified, then it actually loses all of its power. It's not actually interesting anymore. But what about like... Like Jesus was a real guy, but who who we know as Jesus or the belief of what Jesus was is not the same thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think religion generally is the most interesting facet of this because the the I think the beauty the beauty of religion to me is that you believe in it. You don't know, but it's interesting because a lot of a lot of like I mean a lot of Christian folk that I've known throughout the years like purport to know. But actually, it's interesting because if you know, then you don't have faith anymore because faith is the interesting thing about religion. Like you lose your faith and belief by knowing it's the same thing. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's it's a it's a it's a, a definitive definition thing. But I, I get where you're coming from. Like back to the fire thing. Right. Yeah. Again, the four of us, not scientists. <laughs> fire. I, I've been told it's hot. That it's whenever, I don't even really know what it is. To me, I still believe that fire is magic because I don't really understand how it works. But to someone who is a scientist, it might be demystified and it's not as magical because they're just like, oh, it's just that. Or like the viscosity of water or like yeah. anything once you acquire the knowledge of it. It's demystified, therefore it's not magical because it's not mystical. I think the strong difference here is between magic and magical. Because you're using them both. And I think anything can still be magical to us. But magic itself, like, is that magic? Like, I don't know that fire is magic, but it could still be magical. See, then I hearken back to a previous episode where I like to stay dumb because I like things to feel magic. Absolutely. I think it's great. (laughs) Like, I'm all for. And that's why, like, that's why I'm valuing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually valuing belief over knowing because belief gives anything you believe in much more power than knowing about it certain certainly hmm. Hmm. that's what i'm getting at that's like my stance here at the end of lamayak 
I mean, I think so. That, that holds up because belief you're actively choosing to think this is the case, whereas knowledge is just you can't argue against it. Yeah. I mean, it's dicey. What with like, you know, the news cycle telling us how people are these days. Like there are definitely people that <laughs> sure. just believe against knowledge. So that is definitely part of the, the, our human condition now. But I think you are onto something in so much as belief generally, gen- historically requires an opting in for sure. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think that most, again, most laymen's will, we believe more than we know on a, 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 with most things. Totally. We, we, we kind of take for granted that people tell us things that, thank goodness, there's people smarter than me and there's a consensus. And so I believe that they know what they're talking about. And so I know what they say is true, even though it's really, there's probably a lot more belief going on than we want to accept. So you're saying there's just a lot more magicians in the world than we realize. Oh, absolutely. We're all our own magicians. Yeah. But I think that's beautiful. Like, to me, that's amazing. Like, I think that's part of the fun of being human. And it's also horror. It's the horror of being human (laughs) at the same time. But I I don't think it's... But I think it's interesting. I think it makes the world interesting having belief, like, without just the objectivity. That's the fun of it, I think. Well... We got to it. Well, magic is real. <laughs> Ma- That's all there is to it. Magic's real. Magic's totally real. Told you, Chris Angel. All right, Chris. We gotta get Chris Angel on the show. He'd probably do it, actually. I bet he would. I bet he would. Do you believe that he will, or do you know that he will? <laughs> it's Anthony's cousin. His real name is Christopher Angelus, <laughs> and then uh, the D. The D is. Well, he removed the D <laughs> legally because he just wanted to be Angelus. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe that. Assassins is a great musical. <laughs> So Assassins is a wonderful musical. I did it about three years ago. Three or four four years ago now. Stephen Sondheim musical. Wonderful musical. I did it about four years ago at City Center. And it was one of the most wonderful experiences of all time. Uh, to play, it was a lot of fun. Uh, am I supposed to say more than that? Looking back at Dan's, Dan's email. Hey, I just listened to the new episode. Have you guys not heard of the Sondheim show, Assassins? I kept expecting Anthony to bring it up. It deals with the very thing that strikes a good balance of revealing their motivations without either lionizing or ionizing, however we said them. Uh, I talked to my friend Eric Uloa about it on an episode of my web series. He authored the play 26 Pebbles about the Sandy Hook shooting. I mean, yeah, I would agree that Assassins does like kind of cut a middle way, a little bit. I'd have to think more about that, though. That's an interesting question, though. All right, I'll think about that. Maybe we'll talk about that again. But Assassins is super, super interesting because it's not painting them, of course, as just purely evil. It's kind of saying that they're products of their time and they had their own specific agenda and society didn't make them in a certain way. Like the Joker. Yeah, exactly. But it's risky because then you, I guess you got to say the Joker isn't evil. But, you know, maybe that's... That probably is true, but I don't know if that's easy for us to believe. <laughs> All right, dial in at 929-352-6173. Leave us a little message. Talk to us about magic. Talk to us about belief. Any of that stuff. Knowledge versus belief. I'd be I'd be so Chris Angel. curious. Talk to us about Chris Angel. Uh, any talk to us about David Blaine. Talk to us about Penn and Teller. I definitely believe in them. Actually, I know. I know what they're doing is magic. 
So, and then you can also head over to Moot.TV and you can buy all the swag. You can listen to the other podcasts, the Derek D. Dozen, White Wasabi, Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up. You can also check us out on Insta or Twitter at Pod. Uh, you can do other things, too. Also there on the subreddit, we have a, a subreddit and a TikTok at Pod. So hit up all those places. Check us out and give us some love. I'm sorry I've been gone for a minute. We've been a little bit more sporadic than usual. But rest assured, I was deathly ill. And I continue to be a little ill, so you should pat yourselves on the back for sticking with us. <laughs> and because of that, buy lots of swag. <laughs> the three out of the four of us are adults, and we have very uh, conflicted lives at this moment, as I'm sure a lot of you have had. Uh, so please buy a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, we should have an episode where we air all of our personal problems. I, I, I've, I've done a good job with the dad thing for the last four seasons, but yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going on, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have an episode where we just talk about that. I'll ask you, what's your personal problem for the episode? <laughs> what's your what's your shit? Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll lay it all out there. I mean, I think people people tend to like that stuff. People like... Yeah, they want to relate. Because he, well, no, it's because they can smile because it's always a little worse. It's called schadenfreude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you guys, I thought I had it bad. These fuckers. <laughs> exactly. I think that's it. Send it to me and I'll, like, script it up so it's even worse. And we can just turn on like an hour-long drama series. That's gonna sell well. I love it. Yeah, you you can doctor it. If you're feeling bad, just talk to a teenager for about ten minutes. You're gonna feel way worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. So everybody out there, go ahead and talk to teenagers. That's the advice from <laughs> EJ. Oh, oh, no, don't, don't we do are that. Not All right, everybody, good night. <laughs> Mood.tv. Whoa, whoa, no. <laughs> uh.